It's time to get back to basics, reclaim your space, and live a simple life as much as we possibly can. Hey, my name is Louise Hopkin, and I am your host of the Inspiring Calm podcast. And I believe that we can simplify our lives, and this needs to happen by letting go of stuff. Using the clutter-free home method I created, I am helping working mums just like you create a clutter-free home that is easy to maintain so the house doesn't look like a disaster at the end of the day. If that sounds like what you need, then join me for today's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Inspiring Calm podcast. I'm your host, Louise Hopkin, and I have an amazing woman with me today. Her name is Kimberly Aaron. Now, she has been on a journey to live as happy and healthy as she possibly can. She's had her fair share of physical issues and struggled with anxiety and stress for years. And I love this part. She says, and who struggle with emotional eating and body issues and helps them get back. Now, I love this word. Sorry, gets their vitality back. So we're really excited to have Kimberly join us today. Uh, sorry, Kimberly, I think it's Kim you like being named, sure. right? Sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> so Kim, um, again, yeah, thank you for being here. Now, if you could just tell us a little bit about your journey and um, how you help women, that would be fantastic. I had anxiety from an, a young age. I did not know what it was at the time. I still remember being in my grade six classroom and we just finished gym class and my whole vision went blank. My heart was racing. I was sweating and I actually thought I was going blind. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I heard, it was like an echo. Like my teacher was talking, but it was like a distant echo. Anyway, I I made it through that. I I was just, uh, (laughs) there was a lot of sweat and I was hoping that nobody noticed that. And then that went away and went on with my life, never had that again until university. And I was doing, I was thriving to university and put a lot of pressure on myself to get straight A's. And one day sitting in class, I had that same experience where that teacher was a distant echo and my vision went blank and I was shaking and sweating and found out I went to lots and lots of doctors no one knew what it was and ended up in the hospital once too so this was starting to happen more and more often yeah. uh, okay yeah. and um found out later it was a panic attack it just a buildup of anxiety and uh, over time just panic attack wow yeah. I wasn't even nervous at, at, like about anything at the time. It just happened. Uh, that's interesting. Cause I was going to ask you, sorry, I didn't mean to like, was there a trigger for you when you noticed that happened? But no, Hey, it just no trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I read, heard that happens a lot with panic attacks is that they can come out of nowhere. And so that's what makes them so scary because with anxiety, we can, you know, be riding that wave of anxiety and it may never get to a panic attack, yeah. but just because you haven't have panic attacks doesn't always mean you have anxiety. <laughs> However, right. panic attacks can cause anxiety, <clears throat> sorry, cause anxiety. And it was after that panic attack that I had in university, I was terrified of them happening again. 
Right. So, yeah. And, um, I went on medication shortly thereafter. (laughs) I was the one that self-diagnosed myself and went to the doctor and said, I think it's a panic attack. And she's like, oh, you're so wise. (laughs) And I'm like, seriously, you're the doctor. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it, it was a scary time. And then eventually that went away and I was able to go off medications and forget for a while that that even happened. And I think I only had those two in my whole life that were really bad because I've, I spent a lot of time figuring out breathing techniques and other ways to try and calm that anxiety before it turns into a panic attack. So, so um, let me, when you say you were researching how to do it, did you just jump on the internet and find ways to do it or you were intuitively kind of doing it for you or? Yeah, it was harder than it was in the late nineties. There wasn't a lot on the internet. Right. Yeah. That's so way back then. Right. (laughs) I bought a lot of books and I just dove into that. I tried so many different techniques, like different therapies. Like, Oh, I can't remember half the name of all of them. Like there was one that, um, she would look at your iris and she'd read your iris. I spent a fortune. I pretty much spent all my university money on (laughs) my student loan money (laughs) trying to figure out what this was. But um, thankfully medication helped me at the time. And so I, you know, it helped me get past that barrier so I could learn how to, you know, learn all these other things because I was in a state of panic all the time. It seemed like it was really hard to learn anything. And even my marks in university went downhill because of that. Which probably affected you as well. Hey, cause you know, oh, yeah. going down and, and in this time, were you eating healthy as well? Or did you notice that changing or? Yeah, I was always really interested in healthy food, but to what I knew at the time, I I, you know, I dabbled with being a vegetarian and um, I would go to the health food store to buy the groceries there and I would get all these organic foods and I'd try different teas and different, like, I loved that stuff. Like it, it, it's, it wasn't, I know it, right. It, (laughs) it was just, (laughs) it was think of, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, I loved, like I was a young kid going to the organic food store and spending my student loan money on that. But I didn't have the nutrition knowledge really. I all, but I always had a feeling that it would come from what I was eating. And so what I didn't know, and I figured this out, um, you can tell me if I'm jumping ahead too much, is that. I eventually connected a lot with gluten and dairy in my diet. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and, and just yeah. yourself, hey, because you were watching the reactions you had with your food and things like mm-hmm. that. Is that what you were noticing? 
Yeah. And, and there was a lot have, especially back then there was some information on don't eat dairy, right? There was a lot, not as much on gluten. Um, I started experimenting because I was still eating really healthy and making all these like, you know, lentil soups or, you know, beans. I would always have like bread or regular pasta, um, cheese. I loved cheese. Mm -hmm. And so, so I, you know, it, it was mind boggling. I'm like, I'm eating so healthy. Why am I still feeling this way? Right. Interesting. Uh, and another thing, which is really interesting is that, you know, I suffered my whole life with fatigue, always tired and always hungry. Oh, so wow. I, yeah. So it, I remember just even back to, in high school, sitting in class and feeling extremely hungry. So big signs of it, right? That, that you're gluten something yeah okay. okay probably hypoglycemic and I've a lot of my research since then has shown that panic attacks can be caused by um low blood sugar oh wow mm-hmm. so that so, would yeah make sense when you're back in your classroom maybe it was low blood sugar maybe or yeah. or yeah. if I was just eating like carbs. I love pasta. I was probably just eating high carb foods, which, you know, that's fine. But you know, that's all I was getting in coffee. <laughs> I was a university student or you stop by the vending machine and buy a bag of chips, right. To tide you over. Yes. The staples of university, right? Not that I, yeah. have it, but <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So I just get like, it's hard to look back and know how, what my, you know, what I was feeling at the time hunger with my hunger levels, but yeah, I've learned a lot. And so I'm very, very careful now that I, that everything is balanced and I never really feel hungry unless it's the appropriate time. So it's right. Which is what we're looking for, right? Not to be hungry between meals and that's when it causes unhealthy snacking. So, okay. That's really interesting. So you've done a ton of research from this for like, since you were like for years, right? So it's something that you're really, really passionate about. Um, so now you've started to help women, um, with their intuitive eating, but I just wanted to quickly back up and say, is this time of year, it's January, we're going to release this um, episode in January. Do you find a lot of people are doing their, uh, new year's resolutions and we're going to do a detox and things like that. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And especially with COVID. It just right. seems like everything just keeps flowing into the same, you know, it, it just seems like there's no end to, I don't know, where was the end of December? Where's the beginning of January? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Hey? Yeah, like, that true? <laughs> yeah. So what I find works for me, you know, for people that want to have just a very gentle detox, um, one of the most simplest things to do is lemon in water. Just squeeze oh. lemon in water, drink that. Because what I love about lemon is that it really boosts your liver functioning. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. Can you actually use essential oil lemon for that as well? Or is it not the same? Yeah, you can. Okay. But be, you have to be very careful about the essential oil. Like some are, if you just go to the drugstore or the, the health food store and get lemon, probably not. Like I know um, 
doTERRA, which I do sell, like theirs is quite pure and you can use that one. Oh, to be, okay. Yeah. But it's really um, important to get the, the right oil that's processed. Okay. And the only reason I ask that is because I know myself, I, when I try and do that, I try have lemons on hand and I never do, or they go to waste. So I kind of thought the oil would be a great way to have it on hand, right? Okay, perfect. So don't Another easy one, and this is really effective, is apple cider vinegar. Okay. Do you have that on hand? Like um, the Bregs or um, like something that's natural? I don't think I have. And what, so you have that straight or just like? Oh, not straight, <laughs> okay. but it might, it might make you gag, but um, put about a tablespoon into water. Oh, it okay. kind of has that flavor of kombucha to me. So I love it. You can oh, make salad okay. dressings with it. It's, it's really good. And that will do the same thing as lemon and it gets the liver juices all pumping and beautiful starting to work. Yeah. But then when you do that, um, either, or you want to drink more water because if you're flushing toxins, getting toxins moving in your body, you want to actually flush them out. Okay. Stuck. Oh, good to know. Can you still drink alcohol when you're detoxing? Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that you thought I was going to, right? I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, probably not, but you know, it wouldn't, if you are having alcohol, it's, <laughs> having a glass of lemon and water every day would probably be very beneficial. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So if you wake up in the morning after having wine, then drink that. And another, another good one on the detox um, that I really enjoy lately is chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Can, oh yeah. Chlorophyll, liquid chlorophyll. You can buy at the health food store and you dump a little bit of that in water and it's really tasty. Oh, awesome. I, you know, when you said that, I'm thinking of, do you know the one they put over your mouth to put you to sleep kind of thing? Oh, Oh, okay. Sorry, that's just me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. No, not that one. Okay. Oh, the awesome. So I, um, I could go on. Like I have a lot like for, for liver function, which is our main detox organ, like I think oh. those are, cause you know what? I really wanted to chat to you about the intuitive eating. Cause I know that that that's a big program you're having on right now. Right. And is that what you have um, a free resource for people as well on that? So let's chat about the intuitive eating and explain exactly what you mean by that. Cause I'm super intrigued. <laughs> yeah. And this is like one of my, this is my favorite topic right now because there is so much frustration out there with all the different diets that there is like yes. there like some say, don't eat bananas. There's, they're bad for you or don't eat apples or, um, being a, a vegetarian is bad or being a vegetarian is good. Or, you know, like right. add yes. more meat to your diet. No, you have to take meat away from your diet or, yeah. and then, or the other one is like, um, you know, don't eat too much fat, which I'm talking about the healthy fats. Yes. Oh, okay. Like avocado. Some say don't even eat the healthy fats. And I believe that those are very important. So there's just so much information. So what intuitive eating is, it's about bringing yourself back to your body and what feels good to you. I love that. That sounds really way more natural, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll want to tap into your intuition and eat foods that nourish and support you instead of foods that don't feel good in your body. 
Okay. So for me, um, I know in the winter time, I need more fat, like more avocados, more hemp hearts, more coconut oil, because my skin will get really dry. So I eat more of that. So that, so that's an example of the intuitive eating. You want to eat the things that, you know, are very, um, that are good for your body. Okay. That I thought of that. So how do you, um, how would you kind of do that just briefly? Like, how do you help a client discover what is good for them? Like, how can they figure out that I need to eat more fats in winter? You know, like, how would you help them do that? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, this um, three month program, <clears throat> it starts, it's, it's, it's a really deep dive because everybody's coming from a different spot with how, how they've been eating all their life. And, um, so, um, number one would be to develop your the awareness and connection with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, we need to develop a mindfulness practice to help you learn to feel the feelings that of hiding them under food or drink. Perfect. That sounds great. Yeah. No, it is. It's diving deep. Hey, I'm taking notes. Oh yeah. It goes very deep. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone that hasn't felt sad and stuffed their emotions with food. So we're really looking into that sort of eating, but we also look at um, the people that are afraid of, sorry, that didn't, that doesn't sound. No, that's okay. Keep going. <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> no, you're all good. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, um, um, am I still recording? So um, mindfulness is very important because we have to learn to, to feel the feelings behind why we're eating the way we eat or drink. And I don't think there's anyone that hasn't felt sad and stuffed their emotions with food. And I know for myself, I have been known to binge eat potato chips. (laughs) Yes. My favorite too. (laughs) Yes. I know if they're there, I will eat them. And sometimes I'll eat them. Like I think it's a more of a habit at nighttime. Mm -hmm something. And I talked to so many people that are like, yeah, I'm fine during the day, but the night comes and I just want to eat. Yes. What yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> I have for, I've been getting even so much better with that because I, if I'm in that mood to just eat something, I'll sit back and I'll be like, why, why am I wanting this? Why do I like, do I need this? Am I hungry? Mm-hmm. So it's really developing that mindfulness around why we want that food. Is it because we're bored? Yeah. Is it because yeah. of a habit? Is it because you love them? <laughs> I'm not hungry, but I need to eat them before someone else does. <laughs> yeah, right. I need to get my uh, fair share. And <laughs> yeah, but you know, and then, but then it's also important too, is that if you are hungry, then eat. Because sometimes at night, maybe I am legitimately hungry. So then I'll eat something. I will try and make a healthier, have a healthier snack. I was going to ask about that. Yes. Yes. Pistachios are one of my favorites right now for eating when I need something right before bed. Oh, really? Okay. And do you have a cutoff time uh, that you should eat before you go to bed? Like, is it like 
eight o'clock you should, I've heard that. I don't know if it's an old wives tale or not or something like that. Yep. Well, for me, um, eating intuitively, I try not to eat after dinner, but if I'm hungry, then I will eat because there's nothing worse than going to bed hungry. So that's just part of being mindful. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And over time, when you're, you feel you're feeding your body, the foods that it needs at every meal, then odds are you're not going to be hungry at night before bed. Very good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just learning yeah. all these things, but, <laughs> but also just being aware, like, yeah. you know, it with intuitive eating. You do not want to starve yourself. It's about getting out of that, those diets that want you to starve yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I've never, I've never been a diet person. I've always kind of, but I find lately I have, and you know, you'll cringe when you hear this. I love to have a bowl of cereal at nighttime. <laughs> I will not cringe. Cereal, I love cereal. <laughs> it's not the good cereal. It's, it's a granola, but I'm sure it's full of sugar. And I'm just like, I just have to have a small bowl of a, but a yeah. So so we need to talk about that later. <laughs> I'll send you a recipe that is very good. Okay, and very awesome. Healthy. And then you can just have a little bit of that before bed. And then, you know, you're doing something really good for you. Perfect. Um, uh, would you be wanting to share that with everybody else as well? And we could have a link for that for people. Sure. Too. Yeah, I could do that. Yay. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> that is my biggest. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so what would be your... Um, I guess, have you finished? So was that the three things? No, two nope. things you would do. That was number one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow, you really do dive deep. Okay. <clears throat> blend together a little bit. Did you want me to? Yeah, what? please. Yeah, yeah. Tell us the rest. Um, another one, um, that, another module that we work on or week that we work on is giving yourself permission. And I love this week because it's, um, we dive um, into giving yourself permission to say no to food and permission to say yes. Ah, very tricky. Mm. Yes. I like that. Yeah. And, and it talks, we talk about like how a lot of our eating habits stem from our upbringing. Do you know, like if you come, came up from a family that wouldn't let you leave the table unless you cleared your plate. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I've I've been guilty of that too with my kids when they were little. You have to finish that, but but you know, learned that that's not a really a good idea. Yeah, it's picking your battles, isn't it? I know I wasn't allowed to leave the table, and actually, I never ate my food when I was younger, and I changed that now. But yeah, that's a good point, actually. So that would really affect you, hey? Yeah, it does, and also. Um, if you grew up in a home without enough food, if there wasn't enough food to go around. And then as you grow, get older, you have more of an abundance of food and access to food, and then you just can't get enough. And so yeah. there's all, it's, it's just trying to rewire those, those, um, parts of our mind that we don't even know that we're so connected to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't really think about it, do you? So I love that. So rewiring your brain about how you were kind of brought up and then what you're passing on to your kids, your own kids as well, right? Yep, exactly. It's like learning to feel free again to make healthy choices without depriving yourself and calorie counting. Oh, yes. That's a huge one. Okay. And that's where it's really um, hard because 
um, with our dieting culture that we're in, people feel guilt when they eat certain foods. Yes. And, and yeah, you know, during this program, we're going to learn the foods that are the good foods to eat and the ones that are not, but it's also about you, you making your, the proper decision on your own too. Perfect. I yeah. Love yeah. And so it moves you from that feeling from deficiency to sufficiency okay. and restriction to freedom. Excellent. We all want freedom. <laughs> and then we go into um, looking at peace around food. And this is one of my favorite topics um, because we need self-love and self-forgiveness for how we have treated our bodies in the past, whether it's been binging on food or restriction. And either way, it's both, it's, it's something that we need to learn, right? To forgive ourselves for, and we need to learn to speak to ourselves with the kindness and compassion. Cause I'm sure everybody has had that. I know after like having a bag of potato chips mm-hmm. and I'm after that, I'd be like, why would I do that? Like seriously. And then you say all these mean things to yourself yes. and it's so important to, you know, just to remind yourself to talk to yourself like you would your child or to a friend. Like if you saw your friend or you're eating a bag of potato chips, are you going to go up to them and say, are you an idiot? Like, <laughs> don't eat that. <laughs> That's such a good picture. I love that. That really, actually, I was just thinking that as you said that and you're like, you go up to your child and say, yeah, that's a really good connection there. I think a lot of people will really connect with that. So yeah. So I'm going to be putting some mindfulness meditations and guided visualizations into this program as well, because those really help develop the, the mindfulness. Perfect. Self-love that is so important. Yeah. And um, yeah, another um, important part of the program is to find pleasure in food again. Yes. And survival, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because we, you know, we dive deep through, you know, the mindfulness parts and why we're eating the way we do. And, and then you want to learn how to find pleasure in food. Yes. Do that. I know there are so many people out there that don't have pleasure in food, right? It's, it's a fear. Like there's so much fear around it. Yeah. And, um, so if we make it a priority, um, I know a person who loves apples, but will not eat apples because certain diets say, don't eat apples. They'll make you fat. Oh, really? Hey. Oh gosh. Well, there's just, there's just so much information out there and it can get so overwhelming. And that's why I love this intuitive eating program because it brings you back to what you need. Yeah. Not what all these other diets out there are saying. Like you can look on the internet and it says one day eat this, the next day don't eat that. It's, yeah. Oh, you- that is so cool. That is so true. And everything you're saying, I can I can feel myself nodding my head and going, yes. It, and it's this scary relationship we all have. And we've got so much access to social media. You hear everything, but then you get this program and you work one on, is it a one-on-one with you or is it a group? that you do it'll be one-on-one one-on-one okay maybe eventually you know it'll develop into group programs 
but for now, one-on-one. Oh no, that's prime. Like for somebody who, who is looking for that help with the intuitive eating and one-on-one, they get you all to themselves. I think that's amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Okay, great. So that program sounds amazing. I love the way and the concept of it, right? It all sounds really, really natural. So now I'm going to ask, what are your top tips that our listeners can take away and kind of start trying today and, and getting them to help with their intuitive eating? Sure. Well, um, first practicing mindfulness when you, whenever you're going to reach for that refrigerator and, or that snack, just to take a breath, listen to your hunger cues, like just um, really feel how you're feeling in your body at that moment. Are you truly hungry? Mm-hmm. Why am I needing this snack? Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so just more mindfulness. Um, number two, it's really important to journal. So a day or two journal, what you're eating. Maybe there's something you're eating that may not be feeling good in your body. And sometimes we don't have that mind body connection. So putting it down on paper after you eat you can, you know, really figure out how you're feeling. Mm. You make it through life, not knowing what it is. Like when I couldn't figure out it was dairy and gluten for me, it was at first something that I never would have even guessed. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, slowing down, slowing down is so important. Um, especially moms. I, I find that over time, moms just have learned to shovel food in fast. We're standing at the kitchen counter eating, or, you know, when you have little ones, you're eating off your kids' plates and that may be all you get. Or those fast trips through the drive-through, like, Yes. Oh my gosh. I can totally relate to that one. I know you and I have talked about that, that my son's 11 and I'm still doing it. I'm still like the first one. I used to be the last one finished till I had Liam. Now I'm like the first one finished and I'm like, just in case. Right. So I love that tip. Super important. Yes. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite the habits that we form. Yeah. And then after like, well, why am I eating so fast? Like, I don't even know what my food tastes like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. It's like, what did I just eat? Was that a, (laughs) yeah, that's a really good one. I love that one. And by slowing down, you will, your your fullness and hunger cues will be a little more obvious to you. Sometimes you eat so much so fast that you're like, oh, I could have stopped (laughs) a while back. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. 10 mouthfuls ago. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Important one is, just to eat with intention, like take the technology out of the picture. Don't eat in front of the TV. If you're sitting at the table with your family, it's it's a great time for conversation and put your fork down between bites and just chew your food and really taste it. Yes. But, But I find like when we're by ourselves eating, especially there's like the phone you're you're at the computer and I know I'm guilty of this too (laughs) it's that asking and I think we also are so used to it it's a comfort thing we're not comfortable sitting and eating our food and 
that's it. Right. Yeah, I totally. And I am very guilty of that too. So I think that's some amazing tips. And like, if people were really started to be aware of that, then they'll start realizing, you know, maybe I do need to take a bit more uh, um, notice of what I'm eating or how it's affecting me. So I think that's amazing. Thank you so much for those tips, Kim. I really appreciate it. And I know my listeners are going to love it as well. Now, how can we get hold of you? We would love to uh, have people get in touch with you or just to follow you so they can get some more information. What's the best way to get hold of you? Okay. Well, my um, website is KimberlyAaron.com. K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y Aaron.com. Should I spell Aaron too? E-R-I-N. Oh, why not? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have all this information in the show notes, but yeah, okay. carry on. <laughs> um, and my email is Kim at KimberlyAaron.com. And I'm also on Instagram with at Kimberly Aaron Wellness. And Facebook is just Kimberly Aaron. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> That's right. and, like, and if anybody has missed that for sure, I'm going to put it in the show notes, but it's just always nice to have you say it. And I know um, I'll have the, where they can grab that recipe as well for the cereal. And I think, did we talk about you have another freebie to give away as well? Was that? I do. It's mindful eating for busy people. Excellent. That's super exciting. So that's okay. So I'm going to have the link for that in there as well. So people can just sign up for that and grab it. Um, that's so nice of you. Thank you so much for that, Kim. Cause I know it's, um, yeah, really, really good points. And I love this conversation and I know I'm going to need to chat to you, uh, later about this as well. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time and, um, enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you for that, Kim. Thank you. I appreciate it. But that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in on today's podcast. I really appreciate your time and being part of our movement where we are looking to change our lives so we can lead a more simple life, reconnect with our friends, family, and of course ourselves. If you need or want to have more support from like-minded folks and myself, head to our free private Facebook group, Who Loves to Organize? This is a safe place to share your thoughts, struggles with getting back to basics, whether that be resistance from family members or just needing to know where to begin. Louise Hopkins signing up for today. I can't wait to share more thoughts, ideas and strategies on how to reclaim your space.